What's up, everybody? You're listening to the one and only T-Mac-inspired podcast. Listen as she sits down with regular people to discuss the ideas, the ideas, the opportunities, the opportunities, and the wealth-building strategies that they're taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. Hey, 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 everybody. It's your girl T-Mac here, and I have two amazing guests with me today. Y'all, I'm so excited. I, I'm jumping out of my skin right now. <laughs> I'm jumping out of my skin. I have the Trumpreneurs with an S. I think it's safe to say now that that Tammy is a full-time truckpreneur. <laughs> I have Mr. Sheldon and Miss Tammy Moore. Yeah! <laughs> Thank y'all for joining me today. We are so excited, Tasha. This is, um, it's an honor. It's an honor. Yes, yes. I'm going to jump right in. Um, I don't want to take up too much time. I, I'm just so, I'm so excited to have y'all here because not only have I followed you, you guys, um, but, you know, we're in the same inner circle, so we get to have some private conversations as well on a different level. But the reason why I'm happy that you're here is because a lot of people still, I'm going to say still, don't know that you guys are out there, right? Yeah. And, and I, w- I want y'all to get in front of my audience so that they are aware, you know, Everybody knows y'all, not not everybody, but a lot of people have seen you guys on David Shan's podcast, which was absolutely amazing. And I've seen you guys on other, um, uh, on a, an interview. Y'all did like a Christian interview. Was it God Made Millionaire? Yeah. Right, right. Oh, that was fantabulous. So for those of you who have not watched that interview, and I watched it, by the way, um, y'all need to go to uh, Sheldon's instagram in his store not story but on his um that's where i saw it and i mean i was just uh blown away with that interview amazing amazing interview so i just wanted people to know who who, who you guys are um and what you do so who wants to go first go ahead baby um okay so uh, me and my wife, we have a company called A Truckerpreneur. We also have two trucking companies. I got a, uh, uh, my wife's trucking company is WJRM, named after her four kids, my stepkids. And then I got Yael Transport, which is named after my first grandchild, my granddaughter. And then we have a truckerpreneur. So a truckerpreneur is a coaching service. We teach people how to start a transportation company with no CDL required. That's what makes us so special. You don't have to have a CDL. It can be a box truck, a cargo van, or a sprinter van. Uh, We've turned over 550 people into entrepreneurs since COVID. We started in March of 2018, but since COVID hit, we've turned over 550 people into entrepreneurs. We produced two millionaires in their first year last year in the trucking business, and we're working on our third one for 2022. Wait a minute. We can stop. We can end this right now. I mean, y'all, all those receipts, that's it. We're done. Drop the mic. Let's go. 
You mean to tell me over 550 entrepreneurs in under two years? Because COVID is just like not even a full two years ago. Right. And so what we found out is that COVID has been some people's best friend. And what I mean by that, people that had an aspiration of being an entrepreneur, they was hesitant and they was fearful until COVID pushed them out. And once COVID pushed them out, then a lot of people say, hey, man, I was tired of working nine to five for those folks anyway. So now I'm going to step out on faith and pursue something that I can transition uh, to an entrepreneur and uh, create generational wealth for my family and my kids. Wow, you're right, you're right. Let me tell you, there, there was like an exodus of employees during COVID and post-COVID. And so many people dove into or delved into entrepreneurship during you know the past two years that it even made the IRS and the government changed some entrepreneurial laws. Do y'all know that? Were y'all aware of that? Mm-hmm. My, my uh, I don't know if it was my CPA or my business attorney, one of them told me, oh yeah, things, are cha- things have changed. They've changed laws for people with LLCs now and th- they're making it where you got to show a little bit more and they're trying to make it a little harder. So that lets me know <laughs> that they didn't want some of us in this space. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, they didn't want some of us in this space. So what are some of the things that, that y'all teach um, your mentees? Y'all call them mentees? Uh, we call them coaching clients. VIP okay. coaching clients, they're yeah, VIPs. VIP. <laughs> okay, what are some of the things that y'all teach y'all VIP clients about entrepreneurship? when it comes to the business side. We're not talking about, you know, side hustle. And a lot of people talk, you know, they're, they're doing these hustles and it's not set up properly and they're not getting the full benefits and things like that. What's, what's like some of the things that y'all are teaching them? Go ahead, babe. Um, well, you know, you spend more time with the VIP clients. I'm more on the marketing side. Okay. But I will say this, that one, one, one of the great features about our VIP coaching program is that we want to keep, we want to teach you how to keep the doors open. So it's one thing just to start this business and be excited about it. You know, mm-hmm. you have to have a hustle, you know, to go along with it. Right. However, our coaching program is designed to show you how to look at your receipts, look at your numbers, how to calculate your overhead, how to really hone in on what your true profit is. Yeah, you made $9,000 this week, but from a profit perspective and an expense perspective, what was your true take-home pay? So how to calculate that, how to even set aside um, money to save because the trucks are going to break down. The vans are going to break down just like a regular car or a truck. But we recommend that you definitely have certain money set aside in, uh, in a savings account. The other thing is that we have experts in this space in this arena to come on our coaching calls to not only coach me and Sheldon around the profit and loss and how to keep the doors open, they also coach our clients. So we look for experts in the industry to come on our call and educate our clients around, you know, the profit and loss and how to keep their doors open. Uh, For example, our accountant has been on the call multiple times, talking to our coaching clients, educating them around trucking accounting, because he's an expert in the trucking space as it relates to accounting. 
We have a young lady that we're looking at coming on soon that talks about being your own bank and how to invest in the IUL and how to use that money to borrow back against so you can have extra capital to even buy multiple trucks. So we think outside of the box, it's not just about the business, but it's keeping the doors open and learning the whole fundamental of you know, accounting and being profitable in this industry. For sure, for sure. And that I think that is super, super important. A lot of times I've seen uh, coaches just teach that one thing, like let's say for instance, if, if it's trucking, they just teach their clients trucking but they don't know about the whole business. They don't know about generational wealth and setting your business up. And like you said, keeping the doors open for other avenues and opportunities. And I've seen a lot of those clients um, not do well, mm -hmm. right? When obstacles yeah. come, they, they run out of money. They don't, they don't have any other resource other than just the technical side of whatever that thing is. So I think that is super amazing. Yeah, that you guys set, set your clients up, your VIP clients up for success. <laughs> yes. Literally, all, we okay. have four coaching calls a week where you can just, you know, free your schedule, jump in where you need to. Uh, we are pretty much hands-on with our coaching clients. We want to keep that accessibility there because a lot of times when you grow and scale as fast as we did, you can kind of lose sight of, you know, making sure the clients feel like they can still connect with you. Because they see us mm -hmm. on social media and they're like, oh my God, I want to buy into this. And then you get into the program and you can't even reach us. Like that was one of the things that Sheldon and I, we really talked about this, you know, uh, in depth before we launched our program. Like how do we keep connected? How do we keep our arms wrapped around our coaching clients so they can feel that intimacy, not just what they see on social media. So our clients can, uh, they have Sheldon's phone number. They have my contact number. You know, they have coaching calls four days a week where they can hop in and ask questions. They can talk about failures, wins, frustrations. That's our time and our private time to coach and let them know that we're here for you. So it's bigger than just starting a business and then letting them go. It's like, mm -hmm. you no know, territorial. You get with us. We can't find you. We coming to find you. You haven't been on the coaching call. Where are you at? What's going on? Like we're that territorial when it comes to our like clients. I yeah. love it because that, that shows accountability. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not just taking people's money and saying, go, go get it. Here's the, right. here, here, here are the PowerPoints and the presentations. Go get it. But no, 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 no. I'm going to hold you accountable. Where are you? Let's get this. Let's do this. We're like the truck and mafia when it comes to these box trucks <laughs> and cargo vans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't, don't come for me. Let's go. Right. That's probably what your clients said. Oh, Lord, they're coming. But that, that, but I bet your, let's talk about the success rate of your clients. You want to take that? Well, well we we probably um, we're probably around about ninety five percent, ninety eight percent. Since we've been doing this, it's only three people I gave back their money. And, wow! Uh, and we gave back their money because they had the same uh, type of mo, and those type of people um, they try to rush the process, they try to rush me, and then they try to tell me uh, what to do. And, you know, so whenever we meet people like that, we, uh, we decide to, to refund them their, their money. But all of our clients are having success. As long as they follow our blueprint, they follow our steps, they having success. They having success. So, yeah, we, we, we in the 90% percentile. 
Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's something that you said. You said um, they try, for those three people, try to rush you. Let's talk about that for a minute. Let's just talk about it just for a second. What was it or how long did it take you and Tammy to develop into what you are? and where you are in this business from the beginning. Ooh. Well, in uh-huh. order- That's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> right, well, I think in order for you to understand that, you got to understand the journey and how it all begun. And how it all begun is that um, I, used, I got a class A CDL, so I used to drive for 7UP and I used to drive for USA Concrete. And uh, I was only uh, had my CDL for seven months and I wanted to go in business for myself, but I couldn't afford no 18 wheel. I couldn't afford no box truck. So I bought a $1,500 cargo van. So the $1,500 cargo van started producing $900 a week at 32 hours. Whereas I was making $1,200 a week with seven up and $1,500 a week with USA concrete, but I was working 65 hours for that. So the cargo van produced 900 at 32 hours. So then I found out that the cargo van goes to the same places that the 18 will ago in the, uh, uh, the box truck go. So I would uh, begin to talk to people because I was trying to transition from the cargo van to the box truck. And I would ask, unfortunately, I would ask my people and they wouldn't, they wouldn't give up the information. They, they, they was hoarding the information. And mm. I, used to get, I used to get so mad and so furious that they didn't want to share the information to help me make that transition. I told God that I would never, ever be like that. I would never, ever be like that. So I made the transition on my own. I made a lot of mistakes. But when I made the transition, I went back and helped two people coming out of prison and three people I went to CDL school to being an entrepreneur with a box truck. And then my wife said, let's do a seminar March of 2018 around our kitchen table for $25. And we had 14 people around our kitchen table. And that's how it all began. It all began out of frustration because nobody wanted to share information. And I said that I'll never be like that. In addition to that, for two years, we did free Q&A calls for, for, for an hour and a half. For two years straight, we just gave out free information. That's why I believe God has elevated us and blessed us because we got so many seeds in the ground. For Come two on, years, somebody. We, we gave out free information every Monday and every Wednesday for an hour and a half. We would have 60 to 80 people on the call and we just gave, gave out free information, free information, free information. And that's how we got to where we at. Mm. And you know what? That came from an abundance mindset. Because I'm going to tell you right now, people who are afraid to give out information to help other people, that's why they are not where they want to be. I'm sorry, girl. I got chills. You about to make Go me start shouting up in here. I try to <laughs> that's okay. I tell this to even um, our partners that we work with. 
who have their own businesses, who act like they got a, a you know, like they got to hoard everything to themselves. And I'm saying mm -hmm. you are so, so skilled. If you teach people what you're doing and show them what you know, the floodgates are going to open up for you. And a lot of people, they just don't understand it. I'm good at what I'm going to keep it to myself. Mm -mm. You know, no. that's, yeah, that, level. So that's why y'all are so prosperous because you, 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 you've given, mm, God gives seed to the soul. Mm -hmm. Y'all have sown into many, many, many lives. And you said almost what? Since 2018 for free. An hour mm -hmm. a week. You know, yeah. 680 people on a call. Think about how many seeds you sown. So now it's just harvest time for y'all. No, an hour, three days a week. We did it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, like clockwork. What? Yeah, we, we started out. We started out. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Then we, uh, then we uh, went to Monday and Wednesday, and then because um, it was, uh, it was burning us out. It was burning me out. It was burning us out. Sure. And then, and then we, uh, I think the last six months we just went to one day. But we started out with three, downsized to two days, and then uh, went to uh, one day. But, but we get we get so many thank yous. Because people actually started their business off the free Q and A call. Wow, amazing! Let's talk about really quick. I want to talk about before the trucking business. I want. I want to know what were y'all doing before the trucking business? Well, I start off um, before the trucking business. I was in prison, mm -hmm. so I did eight and a half years in in. Uh, in federal prison. So when I walked out of prison, I went in, I went into prison at 46 and I came out at 55. I did eight and a half years. When mm -hmm. I walked out, all of my clothes had dry rotted. I had no car and I had no place to stay. I had to stay in the halfway house the whole time until the halfway house found me some subsidized um, apartment for prisoners. And um, I went to school and got my CDL. And um, one thing that I did when I was in prison, I used to tithe from prison. Mm. So I used to uh, I, I used to work for fifty dollars a month, and I would tithe five dollars and a dollar offering to Creflo Dollar Ministries. At the same time, I was praying Psalms thirty-two eight that God will instruct me and teach me the way that I should go and guide me with His eye. And then at the end of the prayer, I would say, guide me to my wife, guide me in the trucking business and guide me in the ministry. So when I got out, God elevated me in the trucking business. He sent me my wife and then we got our minister license uh, two years ago. So that's what that's what before the trucking business. That's what with me. Go ahead, Bert. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> you can't drop all the nuggets and then just slide on by. <laughs> <laughs> okay so many things in that first of all I got I'm teary-eyed one of the reasons I am is because I don't know if y'all know this or not um but my baby is 26 and he's been in prison since he was 18 mm. yeah so he's he's not due to come out until later on this year um so that'll be eight almost eight and a half years for him. And when you said eight and a half years, something just, yeah. And um, that's always, a, you know, a sensitive and a soft 
spot, you know, because I, I'm always encouraging him and I'm, I'm telling him the, to do the things that you do. You did when you were there. Like I'm literally telling him to do those things. Like you have, you have to stay prayed up, right? Well, if you, uh, if he, if he needs a mentor, I'll be more than happy to mentor him and, uh, you know, let him know that he don't have to go that route. I went that route and, you know, and uh, I'll be more than happy to instill some, some qualities in him that can uh, help him transition uh, back into society. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Trust me. He will, he will know about you. <laughs> okay. Good deal. He will good know deal. about you. So how did you find, how did you find your good thing? Well, a lot of people we, for, for, for years, my wife didn't want to let nobody know, right? She kept it a secret. She kept it a secret with her family and everything. But we, me and my wife, actually, we met on Tinder. So uh, that's how we met. We met on Tinder and um, we uh, had our first date and she was late, of course. And I was about to walk out. And uh, when she walked in, she gave me a big old hug. Uh, like she never, never, um, I mean, she gave me a hug like she'd been knowing me for years. And uh, I think uh, she kept wanting to come by and see me and I kept pushing her off. And she thought by me pushing her off, she thought I had a, a girlfriend or a wife. And I just didn't want her to see me living in a subsidized apartment. And I tell this story all the time. People laugh, but you know, when you come out of prison and you live in a subsidized apartment, so they give you a furniture voucher. So when they give you a furniture voucher, some people probably on your podcast, they probably like shaking their head. When you go get a furniture voucher, you getting uh, furniture, but all the furniture different colors. So, you know, and then my sofa had three legs on it. So but it, it was it was leaning to the side. But I think what what uh, convinced me about her is that my wife was in the medical field making uh, over six figures, driving a nice car, and she came into my environment and she made me feel like she made me feel more comfortable in my environment that I did. So what is know. what is it, Tammy? I'm trying to keep my composure. It's almost. It's go okay. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, just from your son and then it's eight and a half years. And, um, you know, then just listen to Sheldon talk about our journey. Cause sometimes you forget about where it all started. So yeah, you pulling something out of me this morning. So I, I apologize. I'm on and off camera, but I'm good. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't you apologize. Don't, this is who you are. This is yours. This is y'all's journey and your story. And it's my journey and my story. And I'm, and I'm teary-eyed too. But let me tell you something else, uh, Sheldon and, and Tammy. My husband and I met on Tinder. Oh, <laughs> this is getting even more. This is like, what? Oh. <laughs> wow. We met on Tinder in 2016. Wow. I just gotten on tinder because somebody a stranger on an airplane we were stuck on an airplane on a tarmac for like an hour and a half because of a storm and she was sitting beside me and we were just talking and she was like are you you are too beautiful you have so much going on not to have a man and i was like i, I don't know and she's like why don't you have a man? I was like, i don't know i just don't and she said you should go on tinder 
And my son, my oldest son was sitting beside him and he was nudging me. And he was like, kind of like, no, you don't want to do Tinder. I'd never heard of Tinder. And, and I said, well, tell me about Tinder. And she said, well, it's just a hookup site. And I was like, oh yeah, that's what I want. Just a hookup. I don't really want a relationship. And let me tell y'all, I got on Tinder. I will never, ever forget it. I got on Tinder on a Sunday. I met my husband Monday morning on Tinder. Wow. Monday morning. And I got off Tinder. Wow. Just when I tell you, you, you just, you never know. Like people think that people have this idea of what life should look like for people. We have an, you know, we, we have these pre preconceived ideas of, oh, I'm going to meet my, you know, my significant other here or there and things like that. And I'm talking about, you know, like Tammy, you was six figure earner when she met you. So was I, so was my husband, but here we are making all this money, but we still had that, that, that same common thing. We looking for love. We didn't think we were looking for love. We thought we was looking for a hookup, but 20, I was on Tinder, not even 24 hours. And I met the love of my life. Wow. That's amazing. Because we met in 2016, December of 2016 is when we met on Tinder. So all these commonalities are just got, they're just, it's just freaking me out, you know, so. Yeah. Ooh. So, so, so Tammy, tell me, what was it like when you, when you met Sheldon? Um, so let me just give a little backdrop. So uh, I was just, you know, again, my, my background is healthcare in the pharmaceutical space not a sales rep, but I'm what they call a field reimbursement manager. Um, so I have a strong medical billing and coding background and pharmaceutical companies look for folks with my background, pull us out the doctor's office, pull us out that billing department, link up with them to help educate doctors and providers and mm -hmm. uh, senior leadership in hospitals on how to get reimbursement for their drugs. So that's what I was doing. And I okay. loved it. Um, and then I went through a breakup. Uh, someone that I was dating passed away like so abruptly. And so I was in kind of like this little funk and my friend was like, well, have you thought about one of these dating apps? And I was like, well, yeah, it's Christmas time. It's a time of year when you are feeling lonely. My friend had passed away on Sheldon's birthday. Didn't know Sheldon, but my friend died November the 16th. 18th. And, I'm sorry, November the 18th is when he died. And um, I was kind of like in this little funk. So I got on there and I was like, I don't want to take anybody serious. I... I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be in this meat market environment. Um, I'm in healthcare, so I'm careful how I date, how I move around. I'm in it, you know, I just want to make sure I meet somebody that's legit. And when I got on there, I got so much attention. And I was like, oh, shoot, I'm about to be with a serial dater. Like, I'm a date for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if I meet somebody, it's cool. So I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I see Sheldon, I was like, um, I like his little wording in here. You know, I, you know, I've, I've always been aggressive. I've always wanted something out of life, something like that. However, it was a challenge holding on. I was just looking at his words and his um, bio. And so I hit the like, when I hit the like, you got the little clash, like it's a match. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so he inboxed me and he was like, hey girl. And I was like, well, hey. And he was like, uh, so we maxed up. And I was like, yeah, we maxed up. And he was like, well, let me ask you a question. Do you tithe? I said, bro, I can't afford not to tithe. And he was oh. like, oh, we're going out on, out on a date. So I was late. He told me to pick the restaurant. 
And I kept looking back at his Tinder profile and I laugh at this now, but he know what I'm about to say. <laughs> Can I say it, baby? Can I say it? Yeah, you say it. So I looked at his Tinder profile and I was like, man, what kind of sandals he got on? Because I was like, they look like some Jesus sandals and didn't look like his angles was a little swole. I said, I hope I ain't met nobody with no gout and all this stuff that I got to try to deal with. <laughs> and so when I met him, I was like, oh my God, he is super handsome. But it was something about him that didn't set well with me. He was really, really reserved. He was open and he would pull back in. And I could tell he wanted to say something. He'd be like, you know, and so I didn't know. I said, well, he must be seeing somebody else. Maybe he's just kind of out there like that. I don't know. And so as we continued to spend time talking on the phone together and all that, he was like, I'm not talking to nobody else. I'm shutting down my Tinder app. And I was like, well, I mean, I didn't got like 80 hits, you know, so I don't know if I can shut it down right now, you know, so we were joking about that. He was like, girl, shut that thing down. So after a few weeks or so, I did shut it down, um, but it was something still odd about him. And so I would always ask, because he would come to my house, you know, he would interact with me a little bit. He wasn't aggressive. He respected my dating boundaries. want to get to know you. I want to date for at least 90 days so we can go, you know, just learn one another. I have read Steve Harvey's book. So I was like, we're going to do 90 days. We're going to follow the system. And so he was like, well, I'll date you for a whole year. Like, I'm not in no rush. That's how much I think this will work out. And so I said, okay, cool. So um, we started dating. And then I would ride with him in his van. I'm like, man, this trucking stuff is kind of interesting. You know, so I'm supposed to be field reimbursementing. And I'm over here in this van riding around with him on, my, on the days that I was off. And so it was interesting, Tasha, um, when we were riding, we was, he was dropping off a load one time in his area where he lived at. And he was like, well, we're in the area that I live at. And I was like, okay, like right here. <laughs> and he was like, I, I didn't want him to know it. And I was like, okay. And I'm thinking like, you know, Tammy, you come from humble beginnings. Like it's only through the grace of God, you ain't then fell into a, a bad situation. You made a whole bunch of poor choices. You just didn't get caught, <laughs> tell the truth. And so he was like, do you want to see my house? And I was like, sure. So he rolled me down the street. He said, well, I live up there in that apartment. And I was like, okay. He didn't take me in right then or whatever. He just rolled past. So then about maybe a week or so later, um, um, he invited me over and I, I was picking him up. We were going to go somewhere. And he was like, I was like, well, I'm going to come up. Cause I'm like, I want to make sure, you know, you live alone. And so when I came up, he was like, man, you determined to come up here and see what it looked like. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's normal. No, <laughs> So I was like, okay. And so I went up and I would, he was like, so, you know, you know, he was like, I got something to tell you, you know, got this background issue, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay. So when I went over there, it, it, it made me feel Tasha and in, in all honesty, um, it just connected me uh, to my childhood. It helped me to understand where, where I've come from. I looked at him and I was like, you spent eight and a half years in prison. You come out and start a trucking company. You had enough drive to go and get you furniture that don't match. You had enough drive to go and get a CDL. Like I was blown away because it was people around me that had never gone to prison and was still struggling, still trying to fight that poverty mindset. But he was so aggressive, so assertive. And he loved God. I would walk in his place. He got T.D. Jakes on. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. But the funny part about it is the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he also says in his word that I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. 
thoughts to prosper you and to never cause you any harm. So when Sheldon was in prison praying for a wife, I was in my home in Tucker, Georgia on the floor at some of the most darkest times of my life. Our timing was on point. He behind bars. I'm in the bathroom on my floor pleading out to God, Lord, I want to be married. I want a husband. I want to experience this whole different type of life. Like I, I want that. Had no idea that he was behind bars during the same time frame. And we were, were, our prayers were like on one accord. So when we started talking, I was like, that's doing the same time that I was praying, you know? So God's timing is so awesome. Um, but yeah, so now we've been together um, six years, been married too. Um, and that is the most aggravating, annoying love of my life. <laughs> that's funny, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. That, that's the most <laughs> aggravating, annoying love of my life. Of my life. I know. Right? I like that. I like that. I know the episode is good. This is a good one, y'all. I love talking to Tammy and Sheldon. I just love them. But listen, I need to talk to the nurses really quick, really quick. If you are a nurse and you are tired of being underpaid and you're ready to be overpaid as a real estate investor, you want to meet me and the Nurse REI Club in Sacramento, California on May 20th through 22nd. Why? Because I am bringing all of my nurse real estate investor friends to talk to you, to help you, to get you started. And if you've already gotten started and you're looking to 10X your real estate career and to 10X your money passively, you want to be in the room, okay? May 20th through 22nd, get in the room, Sacramento, California. Click the link in the bio, let's go. All right, back to the episode. Okay, so even though he's the most aggravating, annoying love of your life, I know that everything that y'all have gone through from the very beginning when y'all didn't even know each other all the way up until now was ordained. And I know that your story, not only your, your story in business, but your the relationship <laughs> part is helping so many people and will help so many people. And uh, you just quoted one of my favorite scriptures, Jeremiah 29, 11. Yes. <laughs> that is one of my favorite scriptures. And that's one of the things that I really want people to real, you know, understand, especially new entrepreneurs, right? I want them to understand that God, God's plans for us, they're way higher than ours. His thoughts are way higher than ours, way higher, right? And he's not going to cause us any harm, right? So when, when I'm talking and I'm mentoring and I'm coaching uh, new entrepreneurs, you know, that's one of the things I say, look, whatever it is you want to do, just do it. Don't try to see the end. Don't try to get to the, to, to the end and the destination. Enjoy the journey. Because I'm going to tell you 99.9% .9 of the time, it's not going to go the way that you think it's going to go. Right. Whether it's business, whether it's relationship, whether it's family, things don't go the way we think they're going to go. That's because God's plans are higher than our plans. Because if we can control everything that we do based on our own strength, we don't need him. And that's why so many entrepreneurs stop. 
because things are not going the way that they they thought they should go, right? You didn't think that you'd be, you know, dating somebody and then you find out, oh, wow, he has a background and, oh, you know, this is where he lives and I'm doing this and I'm that. You didn't think that. But guess what? God's plans were higher than your plans because I tell I can almost guarantee you unequivocally that you never met a man like Mr. Sheldon. Never. <laughs> That's my boo. That's your boo. Oh my God. So many, so many gems, so many. Oh, y'all story is just so touching to me. I love it. And I know it's going to help so many other people. Um, let, what, what are you, what do you guys have going on? I know you're going to start a podcast soon, Miss Tammy. Tell me, tell us about it. Um, so I know that I'm still working on my, my jingle, my name and all that good stuff. I'm really kind of, um, because I, I, I'm, I'm so all over the place with what I want to do that I'm trying to just bring it in and kind of solidify. But I just want to have, I really want to have a space for, um, for people to have a place to shine. So, you know, I can't explain it, but it's going to be almost like a spotlight type of yeah. podcast That's why I can spotlight you so you can have your moment to shine. Um, and, um, and so I'm working on that. Um, it's all new for me. I used to have a radio show. I've hosted a number of different events. I mean, I've always been doing things in entertainment anyway. So this is going to be a different stretch for me. So I will be leaning on you for some guidance. <laughs> come on, girl. Come on. Hold my hand. Um, and so that's, that's the main thing I have coming up and kind of rebranding myself um, a little different from the trucking and really tapping into some of the things that God has put on my heart to reach the women out there. So that's the direction I'll, I'll be going in as well. Yes, and I heard that you were newly retired. I am. I resigned from my job April 1st. So How does that feel? It's an April Fool's joke. And I'm like, it's not an April Fool's joke. You know, I'm actually through the grace of God and just having this amazing man in my life. Um, background issues, crazy journey, a man that has retired and he's he's, Set us up. I can walk away from a six-figure job, give back the company card. They can take the expense account. They can take my gas card and you, uh, bless somebody else with it. But just being able to walk away, it's just, uh, it's mind-blowing to me. Mind-blowing. It is. And I remember I we had a conversation. I love you and thank you, baby. <laughs> I don't want anything. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get any, any money. I'm just saying thank you. <laughs> she's giving you your flowers uh sheldon in front of all these listeners she's giving you your flowers amen i appreciate it yeah. so let me ask you what's next for you uh what's next for me um, um you know we want to continue to try to uh produce uh millionaires in this in this trucking space uh we also want to put ourselves in the position where uh, we can create more passive income for ourselves so we can gradually uh, be in a position where we can have somebody running our company and we mm -hmm. can spend quality time together. You know, uh, I'm 61, 61 years old, so I'm getting to the age where uh, I just want to kind of relax and, and have my kids run the company and just, you know, come in and touch bases with me and my wife uh, to see how things are going and what type of input I can give them to keep everything running. But yeah, man, we just want to just, we just want to sow seeds, help people, help people transition to uh, being an entrepreneur and help people uh, 
break that poverty curse and, and create some generational wealth for their family and their kids. That's our goal, always been our goal. Yes, y'all have such genuine hearts. I just want to say that. we I can have this conversation all day with y'all. <laughs> so y'all are so genuine, transparent. I appreciate that. Um, one thing I want to um, start with Tammy. One thing I want you to say to the, I'm going to say the younger Tammy's out there. I want you to speak to the younger Tammy's pre-Sheldon. Wow, now, now, the tears, now the tears are starting to come for real um, because I have a serious journey. And the biggest challenge that the younger Tammy had was really tapping into her authentic self. I spent years trying to be, look and act like other people, other nationalities, especially being a black woman in corporate America, so in the way I did, I found myself not even being my authentic self um, just to fit in. So the number one thing I will tell you is be your authentic self. Does that mean be ratchet and rude? Does that mean be disrespectful and be like, oh, that's just who I am. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be authentic. No, mm-hmm. get some help, get some counseling, have somebody help you go through and break through those childhood barriers because we all have them in some mm-hmm. form of fashion. Get around some good people that can mentor you and build you up and be that better version of yourself. And then be that authentic self, that authentic you that you can be. And then the other thing I want to say, and I always say this all the time, and I think my husband is probably going to touch on it too. Do not let fear. Wow. Because I'm speaking to myself now too. Um, Do not allow fear to hinder you and to block the plans that God has for you in your life. Fear is a, it's truly an enemy. And I know I'm a little emotional right now um, because I understand how to live a life of nothing but fear, even being successful, just fear taking over you and your thoughts and your every action. So rebuke fear, find a way to get someone to help you through those fearful moments and continue to soar, but be the best version of yourself, your authentic, clean, positive, you know, outgoing, loving, authentic self. So that's what I would say. Oh, Tasha. Oh, God, girl. I've never cried on the podcast. It's okay. It's okay. You're being your true authentic self. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, Mr. Sheldon, I want you to speak to the younger Sheldon before pre-Tammy. Free the trucking business? Uh, I would probably uh, say that anybody that's out there hustling and trying to take shortcuts to have success, uh, eventually it's going to catch up to you. But I also want to remind you that if you are a hustler or was a hustler out there in the streets, that you are a CEO. And all you got to do is transition to a new product. You ain't no different from the CEO for a Fortune 500 company when you was out there hustling. You was running a business, but but you got to change your mindset and transition to a different product. That's all you got to do. You already smart. You already uh, know how to run a business. You just need to understand the transition to something legitimate, that's something that you're good at, 
and watch it grow because it uh, it will grow if you put your your time and energy into it. So uh, the sky's the limit for you. And I'm talking to the single mothers out there that uh, got kids and you want extra time for your kids. This trucking space can provide that for you where you can work only three days out the week and have four days off or work four days out the week and have three days off and, and make you 2000 a week, 3000 a week, $5,000 a week, either a cargo van or a sprinter van. We talking to uh, uh, the, the, the little Pookies and the Ray Rays, the ones that the world can't handle, but their, but their parents can. Uh, the ones that uh, keep getting in trouble in school, they can't keep a job. Those are the kids that you can put in a cargo van and you can birth that entrepreneur spirit in them and then they can take off. So I'm talking to all of those people right there. Wow. Wow. All right. Last thing. How can people contact you? Uh, you can contact us. Um, our website is www.boxtruck.com coach.com boxtruckcoach.com our instagram page is sheldon underscore boxtruckcoach and then you hit the bio you'll see all of our feature stories the podcast the tv interviews and all of that good stuff and if you want to call we got a toll-free number and that number is 833-269-8736 8 you can hit extension 2 or extension 4 that's 833-269-8785. All right. And I'm going to put it all that below, all the links, okay. and your number and everything. Again, thank y'all so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. This has been amazing. All right, y'all. <sighs> See you next awesome. time. We good. Thanks. Hey, hey, hey. Don't forget to follow me if you're not on all platforms at TMAC underscore inspire. All right. See you on the next episode. Bye.